You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where today is Tuesday, June the 15th. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith, and we get to talk about a Cardinal winner. That's right. Finally get to talk about a Cardinal win. Haven't done that a whole lot recently, but nevertheless, we do get to talk about a win today. And today's winning episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. I'll tell you about Locker Room coming up in just a little while. But wow, what a fun game uh, last night. It didn't have the looks of a fun game throughout the entirety of the evening, but it ends up being a fun one as the Cardinals get a much-needed win following an ugly, ugly, did I say ugly? Ugly weekend in Chicago. And it it, it really was more of the same from guys like Adam Wainwright and Tyler O'Neill. And I'll get into both those guys throughout the course of the show. But I just want to talk about, first off, being back at Bush Stadium. It was a wonderful thing. Hadn't been at Bush since 2019, and that was the last game of the National League Division Series that year with Yadier Molina getting a walk-off sacrifice fly. It was glorious to be back. Had seats down the right field line, little ways up, great area. Uh, so that was super fun. And also seeing everybody, uh, you know, the, the announced attendance wasn't great. Uh, I think it was 24,000 and uh, 24,000 and some change. Uh, but nevertheless, it was good to be back with, with people there. And it was 24,281. And not only was I back with people there, but I actually met a fan. I met a listener. Um, it's at Blake Schumann is his name, at Schumann Blake on Twitter. Reached out to me, said, hey, noticed at the game. Want to meet up and talk for a bit, get a pick. So it was a pleasure meeting you, Blake. Hope you're listening today. Um, but yeah, if, I'm at, if you ever realize that I'm at, a, I'm at a game and you're there too, want to catch up, chat, feel free. That My DMs are open. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. The show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure we're like, like Blake does, follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast. So it was wonderful meeting Blake, talking to Blake, and just being back with people again. Um, and the, the like I mentioned, the attendance wasn't great. It was just 24,281, like I said. But nevertheless, there are a couple of factors going into that. Yes, you could say that this fan base is trying to stick it to the ownership and not not show up, so they do something about this team. And um, you know, I've seen a lot of that, that argument on Twitter. I think that that might be something to do with it, might have something to do with it. But I would think that the more, um, more accurate or something that played more into that role would be that it was a it was a Monday, it was the highest weekday according to Derek Gould on Twitter, highest weekday um, crowd of the year, third largest overall. So it was the highest weekday, but it was it is a Monday. Those are tough games to go to, coming off a losing streak, playing the Miami Marlins, might not be the hottest ticket in town even on a regular year. Um, but you have those three factors that I mentioned, losing streak, weekday, Marlins, and you also have the fact that, you know, maybe people are, people are still a little, you know, weary to come out in public again, pandemic as we're trying to exit that, all those things come into play. Um, but it was kind of upsetting to see, at least from a fan standpoint, to not see that stadium packed. I posted a, tw- a video of it on Twitter um, and it, you know, 
wasn't that full and for, for good reason, you know, not for good reason, but the, the announced attendance showed that, that it was not that full. Um, and, you know, like I said, all those things go into it of all the factors that I mentioned. But nevertheless, for me, it was my second game of the year. I'll go to another one. The last one I have scheduled isn't until July. But it was just good to be back at Bush. And we hear fa- players talk about it all the time of how good it is to have fans back in the stands. And I think it, it plays something into it. We were able to, to get into the action a little bit, provide a little bit of momentum. I really think that that might have shell-shocked the Cardinals over the weekend. In, in in Chicago, you know, maybe some of these guys hadn't played in front of that kind of crowd in a very long time. So maybe that had something something to do with it. And maybe the Cardinals putting a playing in front of uh, more fans um, had something to do with their win last night. I'm not saying fans make or break anything, but maybe something to keep our minds on. Uh, before I go any further, just uh, in case you haven't noticed, the mic quality is not the best today. wasn't yesterday. I'm using just a pair of, of Apple headphones right now. been traveling this weekend, uh, helping my girlfriend move uh, from her apartment in Champaign back to St. Louis um, and was uh, neglected to pack my microphone because my plans have been changed a little bit, added a couple of days. So it'll be like this for um, for today and, and tomorrow's show possibly. Mike get my microphone back. Uh, TBD on my travel plan. So that's why the microphone quality isn't great. Um, but, but yeah, so what, yeah, back back at Bush for the first time since 2019 for me, which was good. Um, and I want, I want to highlight two players from yesterday's game um, and talk about them in depth a little bit. But first I'll give just a quick little you know, two, three minute general overview of the game. For those who missed it, Cardinals, like I said, I think I've said this a couple times now, Cardinals went 4-2 and Wainwright does get the win. And again, I'll talk about him in in a moment um, in in an upcoming segment. Uh, Adam Wainwright continues to just flat out dominate at home. It's kind of a weird, uncanny thing. Older guys tend to like, baseball people in general tend to like their routines Old people in general like their routines. You combine that with Adam Wainwright being on the older side for a baseball player, plus um, being a baseball player. Um, maybe he just likes his routine that he has at Bush Stadium. Because when he pitches at Bush Stadium, that man is hard to beat. His final line ended up going six innings, just the two earned runs, both of them coming uh, in that second inning there. And it was just kind of a weird inning. Wainwright walked a, walked a batter, um, but and ended up striking out six, walking walking three overall in the night. So you know, it wasn't wasn't his most dominant performance at home, but he was still able to get the W. Behind Wainwright, you know, th- th- this is the kind of game you draw up as a St. Louis Cardinal fan, as a St. Louis Cardinal manager, owner, whatever. This is the kind of game you draw up. Starter goes six. Cabrera, Gallegos, Reyes. It's exactly what happened tonight or last night, excuse me, and that. Led to success. Wainwright started to go six, then you turned to the three-headed monster in the ninth of Gallego, or of Cabrera Gallegos. Reyes works out pretty much to perfection, especially if the Cardinals were able to get that run, or those two runs, in the bottom half of the eighth inning. So Giovanni Gallegos gets credited for the win. Alex Reyes picks up his 17th save. Uh, I was texting a friend of mine saying, he said, hey, you picked a good game to go to. And I said, yeah. But with Reyes coming in, there's at least going to be probably some drama in the ninth. And that was not the case as Reyes goes one, two, three. Maybe he used a little bit of the fuel from the stands as the uh, gates opened up to full capacity. Who knows? Um, offensively, it was a it was a struggle against Miami at first. Uh, you know, Cardinals did bust open for a run early, uh, then a run mid, and two runs late. So they scored early, they scored middle, they scored late. Uh, they, they still just don't look like they're fully in sync just yet. Uh, but credit to where credit is due. 
Paul Goldschmidt was able to get a run home after Carlson was moved up to third base with nobody out, um, or with one out, excuse me. And that's what the Cardinals have not been able to do a lot this season is get runners home from scoring position. Um, beyond Goldschmidt, Abundo Sosa had an RBI knock. He continues to play very well. Another thing about Sosa is that he threw a man out at the plate. He threw Adam Duvall out at the plate for those missed it. It was a base hit to right center field. Ball gets by Carlson. So Edmund picks it up, fires it into the second base. The cutoff man in the second base is Edmundo Sosa, who fires a strike home. Molina drops it, runs scores. But wait, Adam Duvall did not touch the plate. And a lot of things that I love about this play. First of all, Edmundo Sosa making that kind of throw from the angle that he was at was a pretty remarkable throw. And I don't think Matt Carpenter was able to make that throw. So that's just another reason that Sosa should be starting ahead of Carpenter. Um, Molina dropped it. He didn't realize that Duvall touched the plate. So Adam Wainwright was where he needed to be and pointed and yelled, Yachty, tag him, tag him, tag him, didn't touch the plate, whatever he happened to yell. So lots of good things to like about that play. Went to review, called him out. So a good defensive evening for the St. Louis Cardinals. And you're like, that was just, not only was it good fundamental defense, but it was a good fundamental defense that won't necessarily show up in the box score a la Adam Wainwright. Now, when they were running the bases towards the plate, they had a little bit of trouble. And by they, I mean Dylan Carlson, who was running home. He didn't slide, also didn't touch first, uh, touch the plate. And when he dove back to touch it, he was tagged out. The replay might have shown that he dragged his right foot across the plate. He definitely stepped before the plate, before the plate and then possibly dragged it. But with the call on the field being safe or being out, uh, you went with it had to be um, indisclusive or you know, had to be 100% certain that you could overturn it and the uh, umpires ruled that it wasn't. But that was not good fundamental baseball. Carlson should have just slid there, would have been safe. Hindsight's 2020. 20 Wu tweeted out that Yachty was telling him to stay up easy, so he did listen to Yachty. So maybe it's partly Yachty's fault. Who knows? Um, but that, 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 that's it for the quick recap. Obviously, O'Neal with the two hits late. Um, and I want to talk about o- O'Neal first. Because uh, Tyler O'Neal has been remarkable this season. He had two more hits tonight, last night, excuse me, on Tuesday. So I'll talk about him and what kind of he means as, as a success story for the St. Louis Cardinals coming up in segment two, which is coming up in just a short moment. This episode is brought to you in part by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download once you're in. You can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting Locker Room for the Lockdown Cardinals once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. It's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a Locker Room probably Thursday, and be sure to follow me on Locker Room at LJ Fastball for that time. Go ahead, download the app now as well. Currently available on all iOS devices, and create a profile link to your Twitter and join the MLB group chat for latest league updates. Follow me at LJ Fastball. I know you won't want to miss it. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Investing can be complicated, but whether you are a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio for you of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in a matter of minutes. All you need is 500 bucks to get started. No more manual trading or picking stocks or watching the stock market every single day. 
They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest because for the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. It's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB. To start growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. Tyler O'Neill has put together a fine, fine start to his 2021 campaign, one that I've been talking about since spring training, one that not a lot of people thought. You know, we all thought, I think, that this was going to be a make-or-break year for Tyler in terms of, you know, is he going to be the odd man out in the outfield? Where now that's looking like Harrison Bader might be the odd man out in the outfield Uh, because Tyler O'Neill has cemented himself as a top-tier outfielder. He's nine for his last 26 with three home runs. You stretch that out in his last 30 games. He's hitting 311 with 10 home runs, driven in 23, slugging at a 689 clip. For the season, you know, simple slash line. He's got 291 average, on base of 330, slugging 630 for an OPS of 960. All of those are well above his career high. Um, so all those are his new career highs. He's already got career highs in home runs, runs driven in, and doubles. And this is all in the least amount of games he's played. He's played in 61, 60, and 50 games, respectively, in the last three years. This season, in just 47 games, already a career high in all those, including runs, hits, and at-bats. So when he plays, he plays, and when he plays, he plays well. Tyler O'Neill is putting together a fine campaign, and it's, it's a win that the Cardinals needed from one of their prospects, or from, from one of their young talents. Um, because, you know, he was not drafted by St. Louis. He was actually drafted by Seattle by the Seattle Mariners. And he was traded to the Cardinals for Marco Gonzalez back in July of 2017. Went to Memphis. Made his Major League debut um, in 2018 in April. And, you know, he, he was a guy that couldn't really put it all together. Then you started to wonder, you know, is this guy Randall, just Randall Gritchick 2.0? And albeit Randall Gritchick has put it together as well for uh, the, for the Toronto Blue Jays, but he was just gonna. It seemed like he was just gonna be another one in this long line of people finding success outside of St. Louis. Adolis Garcia, Randy Arozarena, Randall Gritchick, Carson Kelly, Luke Voigt, Patrick Wisdom, just to name a few. I'm sure there's more if you want to go digging. So if you want to go digging, by all means. But it was it was just a night. It's been so far, and I get it that it's only June, long way to go. But it's a nice win for St. Louis. And this is a guy I talked about on a couple of shows ago that he can impact this lineup like nobody else can. And that's not to say Nolan Arenado isn't an important piece or Goldsmith is an important piece or that they can do things that Tyler can't. But with Tyler's combination of speed, of power, of fielding, of the elite arm, and his contact rate is better than it's been his entire career. He's not walking as much. That's probably the only thing, and I mean the only thing, that you'd like to see more out of Tyler O'Neill is more walks. 
But Tyler O'Neill, other than that, has been everything the doctor ordered for the Cardinals this year. In a year that the where the outfield has been a struggle bus, with Harrison Bader being hurt most of the time, Tommy Edmond, you know, obviously he's been a fine leadoff hitter, struggling a little bit as of late, but he's not going to be your full-time uh, outfielder. Justin Williams, Lane Thomas, Austin Dean, John Nagowski, all guys that were outfielders at one point this season, they just haven't cut it out. Tyler O'Neill, when he plays, because he's been uh, hurt a fair amount of times, been on the EL, the, the IL rather twice. When he plays, he's electrifying. He's must-watch baseball. He's must-see TV. You've got to make sure you're watching when he's at the plate, or really any time a ball is hit to him, because you never know what's going to happen. His K rate, like I mentioned, it's a little bit high, but it's lower than it, it normally is. He's hitting the ball in the sweet spot a lot more. His barrel percentage is high. Whatever you want to look at, whether it be sabermetrics or otherwise, it's remarkable. One thing that, that was a big knock on him, and for good reason, was his average against breaking pitches. Last year, where there was a buck 93, he slugged just 351 against them. This season, 286 with 732 slugging. He is vastly improved his ability to hit the breaking ball, and now pitchers have to think twice about what they want to throw him. They can't just throw him breaking balls away, expecting him to swing and miss over the top, because now he's hitting them. He's hitting the breaking ball like he has never before, and that was really the only way you could get Tyler out. Fastball's up in the zone, yes. I mean, there's weaknesses to everybody's swing, but for the most part, it was a breaking ball. That's all O'Neill was going to see once he got to two strikes. But his ability to hit that now is incredible. I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but when you look at his percentile rankings, for O'Neill, they're all in the red, which is good, except for K rate, walk rate, whiff rate, and chase rate. But they're all in the top 10% of Major League Baseball. He has just been an absolute godsend, especially when you're talking about the outfield, like I mentioned, has struggled. So it's been a big improvement for O'Neill, and he's just a guy that, that I feel like he's got the same passion and grit for the game that Nolan Arenado does. And O'Neill is just able to uh, put a little bit more facet on the game. If anything, it's just one more tool that Arenado doesn't necessarily have, and that would be speed. You know, Nolan is sort of the biggest speed guy. Um, but, I mean, there's an argument to be made as well when you're looking at the lineup configuration that you might want to go Nolan, O'Neill, Goldschmidt, 3-4-5, because Goldschmidt has been struggling as of late. Had a couple of hits the last couple of games, hit uh, yesterday against the Mar- Marlins. But, I mean, Tyler O'Neill, if, if he's not an all-star, I was talking to uh, somebody on Instagram. Once again, Instagram is at LO underscore Cardinals. Quick play. I was talking to Matthew Hunter on Instagram, and he said about um, about Tyler O'Neill, he said that if he doesn't make the all-star game, then I got a problem. Well, Matthew, hope you're listening. Hello, Matthew. Uh, I agree with you 100%. He's not doing hot in the all-star voting right now as of phase one. So I know that a lot of you are mad at the team right now, frustrated with how they're playing, and I, and I get it. I 100% get it. I'm frustrated too. Uh, as much fun as I had last night with my girlfriend at Bush Stadium, I'm frustrated as well. But we got to get Tyler on to this all-star game. And with the way that the fan voting is, we got to vote for him. Tyler O'Neill deserves to be an all-star, and in my opinion, he should be in the home run derby because that man could hit some absolute bombs at Coors Field. 
I mean, he hits bombs at Bush Stadium, and Bush Stadium is a pretty pitcher's park, in my opinion. I think it plays more fair than I think, but it seems to be a pretty pitcher-friendly park. He hits some bombs in there. Imagine what he could do at hitters-friendly course field. So just for Tyler O'Neill to be a rare win for the St. Louis Cardinals after seeing so many guys just find success elsewhere, it's been nice to see, not only for the team, but for him. You know that he's a hard worker, lays it out on the field, incredible stuff, love Tyler O'Neill. I think that if, if he plays his cards right, and if the Cardinals play their cards right, I think he could be... Um, he could be a real talent. He could be a talent across Major League Baseball. Uh, that, that you know, he, he has the ability to do stuff on a baseball field that not a lot of people do. And I think that if he could stay consistent, because consistency is the key. If he's able to stay consistent, we could be talking about a career that we don't see very often because of the tools he possesses. So we'll see how the rest of the season goes. And then we will go from there. Uh, but just want to give my notes on Tyler O'Neill. Uh, for segment three, talk about Adam Wainwright and how good he's been at home and what he means to the city, uh, that this team, and also what, what kind of a stand-up guy he is. I'll talk about a little bit of the, the sticky substances um, that MLB came out with and Adam Wainwright's response because Adam Wainwright was linked to the sticky stuff um, in a Sports Illustrated article. So talks on Adam Wainwright and the sticky stuff coming up here in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place your bets on all, that's right, all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, not just baseball. You've also got the NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch tonight, head over to Bet Online on your laptop and mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can get that welcome bonus by entering the promo code LOCKED ON. L O C K E D O N, LOCKED ON at betonline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Adam Wainwright uh, pitched brilliantly yesterday at the uh, at Bush Stadium, rather, and you know just more of the same from Adam Wainwright. Really, um, in, in nine game starts this year, sixty-one in the third innings. This is according to MLB.com. Got an ERA of two point six six, just eighteen earned runs in those sixty-one innings. Fifty-four punchouts, opponents hitting just two hundred against him. So he, he's just been kind of unbelievable at home, and it's kind of unexplainable. I talked a little bit about it in segment one, 
about how it's just one of those weird baseball things that um, just is what it is. And he pitches well at home and, and credit to him. So the reason I also want to talk about Adam Wainwright is because the type of guy he is. He's a stand-up guy. Um, and I'll talk about that in just a moment, so just keep that in the back of your heads. But talking about sticky stuff, because uh, that, that's what made me think of how good of a guy Wainwright is. Jeff Passan um, tweeted out this article that he wrote about um, what MLB is going to do about the sticky stuff. So this is a tweet according to Jeff Passan um, saying that includes a 10-day suspension with pay for anyone caught with any sort of substance from sunscreen mixed with rosin to spider tack. Um, enforcement on the foreign substance rules expected to begin June 21st. Some teams are preparing for it by asking players who use foreign substances to throw bullpen sessions without any sticky stuff so they can get a better feel of their actual pitches. And there's more stuff from the story, more stuff that Jeff Passon tweeted out of ESPN. Quick note on what I think about all this. If MLB wants to go after the sticky stuff and pitchers using foreign foreign substances, that's fine. Go after it. But they seem so shell-shocked by this, and that the fact that it's happening in the middle of the season makes no sense to me. They should have done this at the beginning of the season. And yes, they came out with that announcement, but they didn't have any specifics or anything like that. And it seems like this whole thing restarted again with Giovanni Gallegos and the sunscreen on the hat, or at least what he claims is sunscreen. I hope he's not lying. And then it was reported out in Sports Illustrated either yesterday or the day before that Adam Wainwright had reached out about some some sicky stuff in 2019. And apparently he was asked about it in the post-game interview yesterday, and Wainwright didn't hide anything. Comes out, this is according to Jeff Jones, says, quote, I got nothing to hide. What Bubba said is true. I tried it in 2019, and it didn't work for me. I only had one order, and it didn't work for me, and I gave it away. The truth shall set me free, or maybe not, I guess. End quote about Adam Wainwright. He also says that he's never... Seen a jar of spider tech or similar substances in person. Um, so that, you know, that would be nice if the Cardinals hadn't used them. But for Wayne Knight to come out and say, yeah, I used it. Used it for, I think he said, six to seven starts I saw somewhere. Didn't work for me. I feel like a lot of guys might back away from this question, a la Garrett Cole. And for Wayne Knight to kind of just straight up admit it, it says, says what kind of stand-up guy he is. I think that says a lot about what we feel about him in St. Louis, that he's just one of the great guys. I mentioned that I was talking to Hunter on Twitter, uh, or Matt Matthew Hunter, excuse me, Matthew, on Instagram. He also he, he said the same thing about how much of a stand-up guy Wainwright is. And you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't say any of this to, to say that what Wainwright did was right, because um, obviously if he went about it secretly, then he knew it was wrong. Um, you know, cheating, a, using a substance that he shouldn't have used. But to, to just kind of admit it and take the blame for it, that says more about Adam Wainwright than anything else. For him to have that high of a character to say, yeah, I used it, didn't work, don't use it anymore. You know, I think that people can change. I think with this whole stealing, science stealing scandal 2017 about the Astros, them being labeled as cheaters, you know, it, it's a different thing because it seems like they never really took full responsibility nor were punished for their actions. And I'm not saying that Adam Wainwright should be punished or anything like that, but for him to take responsibility, like, like I said a couple times already, the character on Adam Wainwright is through the roof. And that's why we love him in St. Louis. Not just because he pitches well in St. Louis, but because he's a stand-up guy, represents himself, his family, the Cardinal organization in St. Louis exceptionally well. He's a high-character guy. He's won the Roberto Clemente Award for Pete's sake. And 
you know, obviously I'm not trying to say that Wainwright is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Nobody is. We all have our f faults and our flaws. Obviously, one of Wainwright's was using, or attempting to use uh, some sticky stuff, some illegal stuff back in 2019. But for Adam Wainwright to kind of step up and say, hey, that one's on me. I used it. Nothing to hide. All out in the open. I think I thought that I was really, really impressed with Ryan Wainwright for what he did in that moment. So, uh, just real quick uh, to kind of finish up the show, uh, the Cardinals do play once again against the Miami Marlins um, tonight. Another 7-15 first pitch. Maybe because the Cardinals won yesterday, they will see a big, bigger crowd, more than 24,000 as they go to full capacity. Um, or they're staying in full capacity. They went to full capacity. Uh, KK Kim is the expected starter um, for the St. Louis Cardinals going up against Taylor Rogers, the lefty of the Miami Marlins. These next two games are going to be tough for St. Louis as they send KK to the mound today. Um, and Johan Oviedo, Trevor Rogers, I apologize. Trevor Rogers is the lefties for Miami's name. Uh, and Johan Oviedo to the mound on uh, Wednesday. So tomorrow as well. So it'll be tough. We'll see what KK can do with the bullpen rested. He doesn't need to go super long. You'd like to see him go f five or six maybe. Um, but, you know, he has not shown the ability to do that here in 2021. We, I, I am looking forward to, to tomorrow's start because I think Oviedo can use the momentum that he has had the last two starts to push him into having a, a good start uh, good start tomorrow as well. So before I let you go, I want to let you know to once again listen to Locked On Today. Now the Nets are down to one star, so can Kevin Durant, Durant carry them past the Bucks? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Like I always say, be sure to follow this podcast as well on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. DM me if I'm, after, and now if I'm at a game. You might just get a picture with me and get to chat and let me know how you really feel about me and this show. But until I talk to you tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.